You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio today is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing good. That was a joke because usually we're in Zoom. So yeah, usually in Zoom delay. and there's a little delay. We're, we're getting better at it. We are, yeah. Nobody notices ever. Yeah, isn't that really cool? Sorry, I'll, I'll stop with the joke. Yeah. It gets oh, sorry. Anyway. No, in all honesty, I, I leave the. Uh, you leave, leave the pauses in there? Sometimes. Okay. Depends on the pause. But uh, we are back, and yes, Ronnie is in the studio today. He drove his creepy van all the way over here, which is an actual true story. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a creepy van. Yeah, 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 cool, 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 cool. It's not dusty and blacked out. But you did give me candy, which was weird. But anywho, I found that in my back pocket. That the that makes was a, halfway on. Too. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> All right, I'm there. But anyway, we are back, and we're here to talk about a show that, ironically enough, if this show had not come out, we would not be podcasting. Yeah, that's yeah. No, that is a hundred percent correct because it was this show that actually had me looking online, and I found my first podcast because of the show. And it was called The Tenth Wonder Podcast, and it was based off of the comic book series in the show called The Ninth Wonders. Mm-hmm. And that led me down a rabbit hole to a bunch of other shows that I, I fell in to love Alice. with. What was that? To Alice. To Alice. Wonderland. Oh, shut up. No. <laughs> to Starkfell's House of L, which oh. led to other shows, and just it, I became enthralled with the world of podcasting. And ironically enough, the podcast, the Tenth Wonder Podcast, actually had one of the the stars of the show drop in on one of their shows. Really? So, cool. I'll, I'll, first of all, we're talking about heroes. Just <laughs> yeah. in case anybody was wondering, I, I was waiting to see when that was going to come in. So, I'll, I'll tell this story really quick because it is one of my favorite podcasting stories. Because we obviously we've been doing this for a long time, and we have a lot of great stories, yeah. a lot of great experiences. We've talked to great people, actors, authors, musicians, whatever it is. Like we've we've really been around. And I will never forget, after every episode of Heroes, the podcast would do a live reaction video. Mm-hmm. And it would be, it, this was back in the early, early, early days of podcasting, yeah. where Apple Podcast was really the only one you can do. Mm-hmm. And they did a, this live show on their website, but because they were so limited by the technology at the time, they could only have two people on at once. So it would be yeah. a split screen, it'd be one host and then the other host. Yeah. And they'd talk about the show and this and that. And there was a group chat. And you would, you know, you could type in something and they'd read it. And it was yeah. like a lot of fun. But Greg Grumberg, mm-hmm. who uh, most of you guys know from the show, he played Matt Parkman, the police officer. He's been in Star Wars. He's been in, like, he's big, really good friends with J.J. Abrams. So whenever J.J. Yeah. Abrams is doing something, he's in it. <laughs> he, a guy on the chat was saying, hey, I'm Greg Grumberg. I'm trying to get in. Like, let, invite me in. I'll talk to you guys. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys. And everybody's like, it's just a bot. It's just somebody faking Greg Grumberg went on his Twitter at the time, and he said, I'm trying to get into the Tenth Wonders podcast video, and they don't believe it's me. And oh, I remember awesome. just, like, they, they kicked out one of the hosts. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 do it, do it. And Greg Grumberg came on, and he talked about the episode. with, And it was the coolest That's thing awesome. in the world. And the reason I also bring this up is not only because it started podcasts, for me don't anyway. He's going to be a guest on that. No. <laughs> now imagine Greg Grumberg just, oh my God, I'd faint. But uh, it's also because... That was a time where 
the media, the outside social media and the internet and all that stuff was playing such a bigger part. And Heroes mm -hmm. was revolutionary in how much work it did outside of the show. Yes. In fact, like Heroes won Emmys for its outside content, its website. I had a subscription to their comic book. Did you really? Oh my God, I still have them all. That's Basically, funny. Heroes did a, a monthly, like a, I think it was a monthly comic book subscription where it added in stories in oh, between wow. the episodes. It introduced characters that were later shown on the show. Like there's two characters. One could teleport, and the other one could see the internet. Basically, like they they could connect to the internet wirelessly and like yeah. see it all in their heads. It was a really cool visual power. But they were then eventually put onto the show, and it's like, oh my god, that's the character. Like, yeah. so Heroes did a really good job at doing stuff like that. And do you remember the first time ever hearing about this show? Yeah, it was from you. No, I'm, I, even before that, before yeah. I started watching it, they were showing trailers for it at the movies. Were they really? They were showing Claire Bennett running out of the fire. Uh, no, uh, her jumping off the tower and breaking her arm and then standing up and then popping it back into place. They were showing oh. that at the movie theaters when we would go see movies. Were they, would they show really? It. Yes, they were. Here, I, don't, I don't remember that. Not that I don't believe you. No, no, yeah. But I, so I remember um, sitting there. Because this was... Heroes came out... Like, uh, it sounds familiar to me, but I'm also like... Unless it was just a TV show commercial. No, no. But. So... I'm trying to... When did Heroes first come 2006? out? 2006? So 2006. Right? Yes. September 2006. It went for four seasons. And 2006 was... we, Not you. I know you're younger than us. Sean and I just graduated high school. So this was before the modern boom of superhero movies. Batman yeah. Begins had just come out a year prior. Yeah. Like, this was before Iron Man. This was, like, kind of in that weird... If, if you look at the age of comic book movies in terms of comic book terminology yeah spider-man and x-men were the golden era yeah and then it was the silver <laughs> era or the silver age when iron man mm -hmm. hit the theaters and suddenly we have this big explosion yeah right so heroes was right in the middle of that so mm -hmm. x-men had kind of done its thing and we were like oh it's kind of on its way out i think x3 had just come out around the same time yeah. so people were like meh but yeah so like this was a time where they weren't sh there weren't colorful costumes and all that stuff yeah. and it wasn't like it is now like we're finally getting Hugh Jackman in the Wolverine costume. Yes. That was eventually. so so many years I know eventually. Yeah, as <laughs> as of today they just pushed back a bunch of movies. I think yeah. Dune just got pushed back uh, as of time of recording. Dune yeah. got pushed back, Godzilla got pushed back. They were making another Godzilla versus Kong. I was so excited. <sighs> what really? I feel like at this point we've seen it. No, now they're times. now they're going to be buddies. Now they're, gonna, now they're gonna fight monsters together. I'm all yeah. about it. Mothra? No, Mothra's a good guy. <laughs> Stop. But anyway, that's for cinematic adventures. You get on that podcast, we'll talk about that. But so let's talk about this show. Now, Heroes went for four seasons, as we mentioned. It was mm -hmm. broken up into five different volumes. Yes. It was also one of the biggest casualties of the writer's strike of America at the time. Oh yeah. In two thousand and seven. Yeah. Or like two thousand seven to yeah. Yeah. About two thousand seven ish. So, Heroes Season 1 comes out, and it is a smash hit. Yeah. Like, people loved it. It's I was actually... Quite I, surprising. Yes. I was watching it recently. Like, I watched a couple of episodes mm -hmm. just to kind of get myself hyped for this. Yeah. And I was watching Season 1, and I still was like, man, th these, sh these episodes are really good. Yeah. So, for those of you guys who don't know, basically the story of Heroes was it's a group of seemingly non-connected, ordinary people yeah. who suddenly discover they have extraordinary abilities. Umbrella Academy. Nah, uh, well, well, but, but 
It's just, this is I, before I, Umbrella. I, I can, I can yeah. get behind that, all right? Shut up, Ronnie. Well, no, no. I was just saying Umbrella, I was trying to relate it to it to like modern day stories. Yeah, it's and the best this, way. This did Umbrella Academy before Umbrella Academy. Before Umbrella Academy. <laughs> it was the pre-Umbrella. Yeah. So, Hero Season 1 drops, and it is huge. September 25th, 2006, so four days after my birthday. Oh, look at that. I was 18. I don't want to talk about it. Wow, you're old. Oh, my God. I need to lay down. <laughs> so, it was designed to be similar to, it was based off comic book stories, where it's like, here's our heroes, here's the story, here's the arc. And yeah. they didn't call it Genesis. I think they may have maybe called it that at first, but then it was like, yeah, what it was called as a, like afterwards. So I'm gonna go through the cast of season one because mm-hmm. really that's we'll go through most of the cast because in all honesty most of them stayed for the uh, duration of the show. Yeah. We got some additional ones, but uh, the first we have is Milo Ventimiglia as Peter Petrelli. What do you think about Peter Petrelli? Arguably the the main focus of the show. Yeah, he's he's like you said he's the main main character essentially for it. Along with, uh, wow, I'm drawing a blank. Claire Bennett? Yes, thank yeah. you. I was, the, I, I was like, what, I know the actress's name, but I couldn't remember. Hayden Bennett's here as Claire yeah. Bennett, yes. I mean, he's kind of like your typical like he is, person in it. You he's know very I mean? much like us. Like, yeah. just a normal guy. He's, he's got a big heart. He does a job that's, he's a hospice nurse. nurse. Yeah. Yo, that uh-huh. was, I can't imagine. But yeah. he, basically, the show starts off with him dreaming that he can fly. That's yeah. how the first episode is... A close-up shot of him while Mohinder's narrating about what, where does it come from, this need, this like quest to find yeah. life's purpose. And he has these dreams that he can fly. And I will never forget the end. Of, by the way, spoilers for Heroes <laughs> 20, almost 20 years, years ago. ago. <laughs> but the, la- the first episode ends with Peter finally jumping off the building yeah. and Nathan flying up and catching him. Yeah, It was mind-boggling at the time. And then dropping oh, yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? So, mm-hmm. we find out later that Peter Petrelli has the ability to copy other superhuman yeah. abilities. So, basically, he's OP. So, let, you know what we'll do? <laughs> while, we, while we talk about each character, we'll kind of talk about their story and where it kind of ends. Mm-hmm. Because the show ends at season four. There are some things, like, we're not going to talk about all the comics and all that stuff. Yeah. We, we'd be here for hours. But we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about Heroes Reborn a little bit. Mm-hmm. But... Peter Petrelli is also the character that gets nerfed the hardest in this show. Yeah. At the end of season, or in the mid of season two, three, villains, mm-hmm. he gets his powers taken away by his father, who can permanently absorb people's powers. Yes. We find out that he's, because this show does get very dramatic and very convoluted, and it's, it's wild. Yeah. And then he gets a new ability that he can copy one ability at a time, mm-hmm. because he became Superman in it. He was too powerful. Yes. And... His arc is very I like his arc because he goes from his power reflects who he is at the time. Yeah. Like and that's the whole point of this. Like all these people's powers reflect their personality in some resor- yeah. in some way. And for Peter, it's when he shifted now into this different personality cuz basically when he was an empath, he could re- it was because he was re- able to relate to people and yeah. connect with people, but now he's a little bit more jaded. Yes. So he takes one power at a time. But he's, he becomes an EMT, and he's like, you see him like jumping through the, the streets, yeah. and he's like, and then he gets like super speed and healing, and like that's what he's doing. He's just yes. trying to help people. Um, and then at the end of the show, he, uh, he beats the bad guy. He beats Samuel yeah. by punching him in the face after mm. Samuel loses his powers. Best, best and easiest way to do it, right? Well, we're going to talk about <laughs> heroes' fight scenes in a minute. How great they were. <laughs> so, Heroes had some. Heroes was not an action show. 
No, not at all. It was was, a drama. It was a drama, almost like superpowers. It was almost like in a way, like a like Law and Order with superpowers. I can see where you're going with that. You know what I mean? Like it's just. It like, was by the book. This is our story. The superpowers were, were secondary to the, to the story. Yes. So as far as superhero fights go, Heroes was notorious for having terrible fights. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was budgetary constraint too. Yes. So the end of – season one had some good ones. They had moments where like mm-hmm. um, there was episode 16, Unexpected, where like Peter stops the tasers in midair, and then he throws Claude off the bill. I know the show really well. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, you do. Nerd. Yeah. And he <laughs> catches him, and he flies away. And it's like like something cool like that. Yeah. Uh, a couple of moments between Peter and Siler, but And then the end is a, is a solid enough fight scene yeah. between the two of them. But they were famous for cutting away from the big fight scenes. So this is the thing. When you have ordinary people mm-hmm. with no fighting background or no like tech like like everybody in here is like fly can what regenerate can steal well, not steal powers but copy powers you can read people's minds like none of these things are like people that know how to fight would have yeah the closest we the got maybe regeneration the closest like we got was nikki when she got her super strength and she yes. got it under control but uh, yeah they were they were normal people yeah. like so I think they used flying offensively a few times where like Peter did like a flying tackle at people. I think yeah. Nathan did too. But uh, so there are two fight scenes that come to mind when they talk about cutting away from the from the action. Yeah. The first one was excusable. It was when Hero goes into the future and yes. you find out that Nathan was killed by Siler and Siler was impersonating him, which yeah. later happened in the show for real. Yeah. And it was a big dividing point. <laughs> but he shows himself to Peter and they're like, they're about to throw down yeah. and they close the door <laughs> and they do the same thing. And I think it's, I want to say it's Fugitive season three mm-hmm. where Peter and Nathan are going to fight Siler and the door closes and Claire's watching through the keyhole and we don't yeah. see anything. Oh God, they were, they were bad with that. I, I think it's because you had people that, again, they, they just, I think the actors don't know how to fight. Or I think like they that. were also very confined by the technology at the time. That too. I mean, it is 2006 to 2010-ish. They did some good right. stuff with like the flying scenes, but the flying scenes, like when Nathan flies really for the first time and he just takes off, it's literally just him, the actor, jumping, jumping. up in the air. Then they then they add the digital effects afterwards. Yeah. It's a lot easier to do than having an actor on a harness yes. doing maneuvers. Like and actors who do any sort of flying maneuvers with harnesses, they'll always say like, "It sucks." Oh, like, yeah. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. You talk yeah. to anybody who's played like Superman or stuff like that, they'll yeah. always be like, "It's not fun." No. So I, I get that to a yeah. point, but in all honesty, like, it was notorious. Yeah. And that even like the last fight between Peter and Samuel, Peter copies Samuel's ability, and they're basically just throwing dirt at each other. Yeah. <laughs> like fighting each other over Anything dirt. you can do, I can do better. Pretty much. <laughs> Going next, we have arguably the breakout stars. We have two breakout stars of the show where the show yes. kind of not only launched their careers, but also they became a, a big focus. First up is Hayden Panettiere yes. as Claire Bennett, the, a.k.a. the cheerleader in the show's famous tagline, Save the Cheerleader, Save yes. the World. Did I tell you I have a t-shirt that says that? I feel like you do. Unfortunately, I feel like I've seen it. Unfortunately, it is a medium, and this was... Yeah, almost twenty yep, years yep. ago. Anyway, anyway, uh, so yeah, yeah, can't finish here. So I just, yeah. I actually just threw it out. I really just, <laughs> th- really. yeah. I'm never gonna. F- <laughs> I'm so muscly now, but uh, Hayden Panettiere as Claire Bennett, who 
is a character in the first season. She's the main focus point. Like yeah. it's all because of her that like they save the world at the end. Blah blah blah. And then they had no clue what to do with. That was the problem. Season yeah. one was perfectly mapped out from start to finish. Like this is what we want. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. This is what each character is going to do. This is how they're all going to come together. This is how they're all connected. Season two didn't feel like that. Didn't I don't know if part of it had to do, like we said earlier, with the writer's strike. Like I wonder if things would have kept going normally if so what there would have been any connections so what, and stuff. Yeah, let's talk about it. The writer's strike of America happened at mm-hmm. the same time season two happens. Yes. Ironically enough, what what season of Supernatural? Do you remember offhand? Wasn't that four? No, three, no. but very close. And it affected Supernatural in yeah. Sam had been ta- came back okay. from the dead. And like, there's something wrong with Sam, and then yeah. they just dropped that storyline because yep. of the writer strike. But in this, they they had a couple. I think they only lost a couple of episodes that they wanted to do. Yeah, because it, it turned out to be eleven episodes. Yeah, very short season. And I mean, the first season had twenty three episodes, mm-hmm. and then from there it was no more than like. 15, 11 to 13 yeah. per volume. Yes. So season three, which was two volumes, was technically a 23 or 24 episode yeah. season, but they were smart. Shows have gotten, especially since Netflix started, they've gotten much smarter in doing, hey, here's our 12 episode season. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell a very concise story with no filler. Yes. Heroes was ahead of that curve, but they still didn't do it right, <laughs> unfortunately. So you get to Hayden Panettiere's Claire Bennett, who hadn't, they didn't know what to do with her. They were yeah. not ready for a season two. They weren't, and I also think that they don't do a good job of helping the background characters. Once a character takes the forefront, and that, we're going to talk that, about... That's their focus, that's who they write for, and all this stuff, and everybody else is like on the back burner. The biggest instances are Claire Bennett, yep. Hiro Nakamura, and Siler. Yes. Those three characters exploded in the fandom's popularity. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. Peter was still popular. Nathan yeah. was still popular. Like, all these characters were still very popular. But those three exploded into the stratosphere to the yes. point where Zachary Quinto got Star Trek yeah. at the same time he was filming this. That's why his hair gets so long in season two mm-hmm. and three. Like, because he was getting ready to play Spock. Yeah. And obviously, Hayden Panettiere was a big focus. Masioka hasn't done much since, but... No, uh, I can't remember. Well, he was apparently a genius. He was working at uh, Industrial Light and Magic before this. Huh. But I will never forget him from Austin Powers and Gold Member. It looks like Godzilla, but due to international copyright laws, it's not. But and also Balls of Fury. Yeah, he plays the bathroom attendant. Yep, it's awesome. And one of our favorite movies, Fired Up. Yo, yeah. In the post-credit scene, he's the eagle. Yep, yep. But those three characters kind of took over the show, and to mixed results. Yeah. Again, I think they all started off strong. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, Claire Bennett from season two on. She had a purpose in season one, and then in season two, she didn't. Yeah. And then for Hero, it was, he was pretty good until I would say. He was stuck in the past in season two for too long. Yes. I didn't have a problem with him going back and being Takeso Kensei. Yeah. I still have that sword. Really? Yeah. I tried to hang it up on my wall, but the, the hooks weren't good, and they ripped the wall <laughs> and i just painted so i'm pissed but yes i still have the sword it's, sitting it's actually right. sitting right over, it's sitting under my table over there but uh, i had no problem Ow. with yeah i know right? <laughs> <laughs> i had no problem with him going back to feudal japan but yeah. he was there too long oh yeah and then season i want to say it was season three where he got first they like 
erased his memory at one point, so he yeah. thought he was like 12. Then <laughs> they gave him a tumor so that he couldn't use his... Every time he used his powers, powers. it got worse. And yeah. I was like, that's a great plot well, point. Yeah. But then they healed it and he was fine. Yeah. Because Hero was another character that was overly powerful. Oh, yeah. Um, but we got Hero and Ando, which were my two favorite. Like they yeah. were such a great pair. And Ando got his his lightning powers too. Mm-hmm. He, his power augmentation. Yeah. The red lightning. It was a very cool visual effect. Oh yeah. That he can not only like juice up other heroes, mm-hmm. but he can also use it as like his Kamehameha yeah. blast. It was <laughs> awesome. Uh, we have was Jack. Thor. Yeah. What was that? Thor. He's a little Thorish. <laughs> uh, we have Jack Coleman as Noah Bennett, who mm-hmm. was one of the most mysterious characters in the entire show. Yeah. You don't know what he's about. You just know he's a government agent who knows about all these heroes. And then you find out he's Claire's dad. Yeah. And you don't find out his first name until the last episode of season one. Like, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> you never knew what's... He was probably... I actually found him to be the most interesting character on the show. Oh, yeah. Because you never knew where... You never you, knew what he was up to. You, yeah, right? It was, the mis- it was the mystery behind it because it's like, all right, how does he feel? Who Who is he? And... It, yeah. it was great, and then you find out that like he also worked with Claude, the Invisible Guy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they they had their one of us, one of them mentality for the company. I found the company, the Primatech Paper Company, to be the more interesting aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And he had one of the best lines ever, where in the last episode, either the last episode or the second to last episode of season one, where Parkman was trying to rescue the little girl. Yeah, and I forget the actual character's name, but the actress Eric Roberts, he comes mm-hmm. out with a gun. He goes. What am I thinking now, Parkman? And Bennett pops out of nowhere. He goes, your last thought, and blows yeah. him away. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was such a great, oh, yeah. great moment. And speaking of which, Greg Grunberg is Matt Parkman, police officer. He's a beat cop, and he develops the ability to hear people's thoughts. Yeah. Another character where the power was very, unco- like, like almost painful. Like, yeah. he had headaches. He, like, migraines. He mm-hmm. passed out in, like, a convenience store just yeah. hearing everybody's thoughts. And then he got so powerful, he was actually able to put thoughts into people's minds. Yeah. And then he was able to erase Siler's entire mind and make him think he was Nathan Petrelli. Yeah. Like, he was one of those characters that also got exceptionally powerful, and it was really cool. What did you think of Parkman? Again, I think with a lot of these people, it's like he's he's a police officer, reads people's minds. Like, that's a great thing to have as a police officer. Like they all have like a relatable power. But to for him, it was more reflective of his insecurities. Yes. Like what, remember he finds what out his think par- about me. And he finds like- out his partner's uh, banging his wife. Yeah. And like punches him in the face. Yeah. Like I get it. A yeah. lot of these characters are super relatable mm-hmm. and it's good too, because it's a lot of times when we see heroes, we just see the abilities they have. I like the twist that they did is like, Oh, when you use this, there's side effects to them. Peter passes out after his fight with Siler, Mm -hmm. and he has his vision of him actually being the exploding man. Like, a lot of these characters, like, Isaac wasn't able to paint unless he was high on drugs. Yeah. So a lot of these characters, the the powers came at a huge cost to them. Eventually, like, they move past that. It's it's great drama for the first couple seasons, but we we get past that pretty quick. Now, let's talk about a character who I hated what they did with her after... The first season, and that's mm-hmm. Allie Larder as Nikki Saunders. So Nikki, again, she was again. This was all great marketing, where it showed her having this split personality that was doing things for yeah. her, and it was a great concept. You also find out that it, the split personality is named after her twin sister who yeah. died. So I remember the fandom, the theories were like, oh, maybe Nikki had this power to possess people, and she died possessing. Yeah. 
you know, Jessica and all, like all the, or Jessica and Nikki versus, you know what I mean? Yeah. Flip I got you. Flip it. <laughs> and then it turned out that, uh, no, Nikki was just crazy. Yeah. And uh, she, then she gets her husband DL killed who could phase through walls. <laughs> yeah. And that was one of the worst. Apparently there are rumors of when the show was filming of some racist undertones, whether it's between the cast, the staff, whoever was running the show. And that's, yeah. I think Leonard Roberts was the one who said, like, that's why they killed off my character in an unbelievable fashion. Like, he literally can phase through things, and somebody shot him. Like, walked up to him and shot him. Yeah. And, like, because season two picks up, like, four months later. Yeah. After the end of season one, where Peter Petrelli explodes, and all these characters are all in different places, and Nathan's all all right, but he's, like, seeing visions. Nathan, who we didn't even talk about, Peter's brother, who... Well, we, there's a lot to talk about with this show. Yeah, you know Nathan, who disparages Peter's thoughts and all of his hopes, and mm-hmm. finds out, we find out later that not only did he know he could fly, but he flew six months prior. Yeah, because he was driving a car with his wife, and he accidentally flew out of the seat, yeah. and the car crashed, and his wife got paralyzed from it. Like what? What? Like a, I don't know what I would do if that ever happened. I, to I me. can't even imagine. You know, it's a great scene though. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna lie. But uh, and then in season two, he's. Totally fine after flying Peter. Again, that was another viral thing that they did where mm-hmm. they released like a video camera footage of the, uh, the explosion from a different angle, like somebody yeah. like filming it on their phone and you see somebody fall and somebody fly and catch them. Yeah. We found out later that that was Nathan who Nathan. fell and Peter, after regenerating, yeah, caught him and he was like all messed up and blah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> but then he gets healed and all that stuff because that's how things work. Yeah, but science, wait, it's not, <laughs> superpowers. We didn't even mention Sendhil Ramamurthy as Mohinder Suresh. Mm-hmm. He is the normal guy who's belie- who believes all these things are happening, and everybody's like, "No, you're just crazy, like your dad, yeah. who died in New York." Oh well, I guess I'm going to New York, yeah. and he is—he's <laughs> the normal person that's trying to solve all these things. Yeah, do you remember when he got powers? No. So he creates a serum mm-hmm. to yeah. give people superpowers. And he gives himself the imperfect one. Yeah. And first he gets like all these like cool powers. He's like got like super strength. He's all mm-hmm. shredded. He like, he uh, hooks up with that Maya chick, the poison chick yep. from season two. Then he starts turning into a bug. Like he goes on a full fly. Yeah. They do manage to cure him. And then he just has like super strength and like kind of Captain America. Yeah. But yeah, they, again, another character that, especially in, suddenly he disappears in the last season then he pops back up but he dies and it's it's weird yeah but then hero actually saved him the whole time it was i can't but then he didn't save him then he saved him but he didn't Dude, time travel right? yeah time travel hurts my head <laughs> any other characters that we really want to talk oh we got to talk about siler i Z- guess we have to right? zach quinto as yeah. gabriel gray slash siler another mm-hmm. character that they did not expect to become so incredibly no. popular so at the end, basically he's the boogeyman of this show. Yeah. Where he is killing all these people with powers and taking their powers. And that was another big thing. Yeah. That everybody was like, well, how does he do it? Does he eat the brains? Like that was the big fan yeah. theory. To the point where when he finally catches Claire, Claire asks, he's like, are you going to eat it? He's like, eat your brain. That's disgusting. Yeah. Like basically his power is he sees how things work. Yeah. So he needs to take it apart though to see how it works. He was a watchmaker. And... He gets the power. Every power he gets, he's also better at it because he understands it better. So he's the bad guy of season one. Season two, he loses his powers Mm -hmm. because they give him the virus. That was the whole big thing of season two, the virus. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Speaking of season two and the virus, biggest 
plot hole of all time. Still one of the biggest mm-hmm. unresolved plot points ever is the character of Caitlyn. Do you remember Caitlyn? I honestly don't remember too much about season two. That's why I'm here. Don't worry. Thank you. So Peter Petrelli wakes up four months later in a shipping container yep. with no memory of who he is. And he's mm-hmm. captured by these Irish gangsters. And one and the sister of the main gangster is a woman named Caitlin, okay. who he and her start to develop a relationship. Makes and sense. as they're trying to find out who he is, he accidentally time travels them both to the future, where this virus, oh, so ironic, has decimated <laughs> the entire city. Like there's quarantine zones, like all these things. And it ends with Caitlin's getting deported and Peter's on the other side of this fence. And he's like, oh, no, no, don't take yeah. her. And he accidentally time travels back. Yeah. And leaves her there. And he they never address it again. It is one of the most famous plot point holes in history. I, yeah. I mean, again, I don't remember too much about season two. Or really that much after season one. Because it just went so far downhill. But, I mean, like, how do you... That's such a big plot point. It was again, bad. I don't know if it's one of those things. Because, again, it, it was the time of the writer's strike. So it's like... I mean, they did 11 episodes, which means they probably didn't have too much left. Well, I would say if season one was 23 episodes, yeah. they definitely got a 20, at least the same Around order 20, right? after being so popular. So yeah. they, they only got half a season. Okay. So I wonder if in the second half things would have, if that would have been resolved. I hope so. But it's like, you, you'll never know. We'll never know how season two was supposed to go. Because mm-hmm. again, they got halfway ish through before you know writers wanted to be writer striking yeah so. so originally the second season was supposed to contain three volumes called generations exodus and villains um yeah which we Ex- got villains exodus was scrapped to do in part to viewer criticism yeah. some fans thought that the show had too slow of a build-up which is true it, yes. it definitely it took its time and but also mainly due to the writer's strike of america villains was carried over to the third season but it was supposed to it was supposed to have 24 episodes. Yeah. Wait, wait. Season that 2 part? was supposed to have 24 episodes. Okay. It got 11 episodes, it had 13 more that it was supposed originally ordered. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. So there you go. Yeah. But that was a big thing yeah. and unfortunately season 2 really that's where the show lost a lot of it. like mm-hmm. it had some good things. Like I liked Danya Ramirez as Maya. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she had her brother. What was the brother's name? It's going to drive me crazy. Alejandro. There it is. Like, it was, they, they were interesting with that. You got introduced to Kristen Bell as El Bishop. Yep. She was fun. But in all honesty, season two was bad. Yeah. But then they learned, and season three rolls around, and they do villains. And villains was a cool concept where basically there's, a, there's another level of Primatech paper where they keep the worst of the worst. Yeah. Characters that do terrible, terrible things. And they get out. Because future Peter... Puts old Peter in the body of another, and yeah, and there's some there's some interesting stuff. But yeah. like, you have a character that like grows stronger when people are afraid of him, which was cool. Like, I like yeah. that concept. Yeah, the one guy that had the blue fire instead of uh, Meredith, yeah. who had the red yeah. fire. Apparently, they were siblings. In Makes the comics, sense. in the comics, they were uh, oh, they yeah. they said that they're brother and sister. But uh, you got the guy, the the marionette guy who could control people like puppets. Yeah. So some of them were actually really cool. Yeah. But. It, it was a good story, and that's unfortunately where Peter kind of becomes baddish, and then he yeah. loses his powers. And then you get fugitives. Fugitives was the government gets Peter, or excuse me, Nathan 
tells the government like about all these people, yeah. not not including himself or his daughter. Oh no, why would he? And they end up trying to round up all these characters, and it yeah. starts off really well, where all these characters are like drugged up on a plane. I think I want to say Peter gets free, and accidentally mm-hmm. they accidentally crash the plane. Yeah. And basically, they're on the run for the entire time. And Siler ends up killing Nathan at the end of it. And I think he, he wanted to be president, uh, Siler. He wanted to yes. take over as the president of the United States yeah. or something like that. And it got weird because they didn't know what to do with Siler either. He became super popular. So in season two, they tried to make him a... No, season two, he was still a bad guy. Yeah. In villains, they tried to make him a good guy. Good guy. In fugitives, he just didn't care anymore. Yeah. But then he tries. he goes through an arc... Or apparently you find out that his dad was really the guy who played Lionel Luther on Smallville. <laughs> and he could put people to sleep by whistling. That was his power. Yeah, they were... Pretty impressive, if you ask Scraping the bottle. Yeah. And then Redemption rolls around where it's the the circus arc. And I... Yeah. Like, I season one is a solid four and a half out of five for yeah. me. Season two is two and a half. It's, it's very yeah. middle of the road. I liked Villains. I'll give it a three. I liked Fugitives. I'll give it a three. I actually really liked Redemption, even though it wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. I give it a three and a half. But I don't. Do you have any thoughts on on Star City Rings for any of these seasons? Like I said, I honestly don't remember too much of two, three, four. Well, technically, three A, three B, and then four. <laughs> um, but I'm again like like season one. If if it's, I, I think the problem with the show too is the fact that. He tried to introduce so many new characters every season yeah. that it just turned out to just not work. Like, like how many different superpowers can you have? And how many different and how, characters you know, can Allie Larder play? She yeah. played three, three right? like four characters on the show. Yeah. Like, pro- I know like the Flash does kind of did kind of but the problem the thing about like, like you look at shows like The Flash or Arrow, yeah. they still only had six main characters at a time. Yeah. The problem with heroes was heroes started off as an ensemble, yeah. and they were all exceptionally popular. They were afraid to kill off some of these characters, yeah. which I get, but it just it got too big for its britches. Yeah. So, heroes gets canceled after season four, and that was two thousand eight, two thousand ten. Excuse me. Yep. Now, fast forward. Now, as everybody on this show knows, I'm a big fan of the Super Bowl. Go sports! All right. I remember that was a joke. Everyone, that was the biggest joke. I'm still gonna make that T-shirt at some point. <laughs> but we're watching the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and out of nowhere, an eclipse pops up on the TV during one of the commercials, and we yeah. all kind of stop because we all watch the commercials. Obviously, yeah. usually we'll we'll watch the game at somebody's house or we'll do something like that. Yeah, and we're all sitting there, and suddenly that eclipse pops up, and I know it immediately. And even like you know, Ronnie pop, yeah. like perks his head up. He's like, wait. <laughs> and then we see Jack Coleman and Zachary Levi of all people. And it says, Heroes Reborn, yeah. coming soon. This is in 2015, this show dropped. Mm-hmm. Nobody was ready for it. Nobody was ready for it, and nobody wanted it. Scratch that. People wanted it. I think people wanted it enough that they were, that like the first episode probably got plenty of, yeah, it got 6.9 million views. Okay. Like, that's not bad. No. It dropped down by the, uh, by the last episode, it got 3.83, so almost half of its viewership. Yeah. And we were in that group where we're like, oh my God, I'm so excited. This show's coming back? Yeah. Like, who's going to be coming back? Like, which characters? Which, what happened? What's been going on? Because the end of the no. show <laughs> was Claire Bennett revealing to the world that people with powers existed. Yes. And we're, I'm, I was so excited. I was so excited. I was like, this is my show. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this. 
Then the show drops. Yeah. And oh my God, was it so bad. It was just, they didn't, they maybe got like a third of the original cast. Yeah. They had Jack Coleman coming back as Noah Bennett. Mohinder comes back. The Haitian comes back. Micah comes back. Hero's back. Angela Petrelli. Matt Parkman. I want to say that's like the rest. That's all of the original, like the OG guys. Yeah. And then even like those guys weren't really in it. Yeah. And <laughs> then you find out that like two characters are, are Claire's kids. They're like twins. And one killed her in childbirth because he took her power yeah because that's what uh, tommy was his name mm-hmm. tommy was able to permanently take somebody's power yeah very very petrelli of him and it is such a bad show i am i hated it i like i wanted yeah. to love it so much but it was just so so bad yeah i think i definitely did not watch all of it at all mm-hmm. i can't remember how much of i watched it <sighs> because i think it was just one of those when when you saw it was going to happen, like you said, you wanted all of them back mm. at, at, in some capacity with continuing the story. This was completely different. It didn't feel like it had any connection yeah. other than having those four characters or whatever it was. Like they don't talk about Siler. No. They don't talk about Peter Petrelli. They do some comics and stuff like that that yeah. you know, kind of explain a little bit more like peter becomes like joins creates a resistance which okay very peter of the future type from season one but like all these characters that you were so invested with aren't aren't there and that's why i don't like legacy sequels if you can't get the entire legacy back it'd be like doing tom cruise uh top gun maverick without tom cruise yeah like it just wouldn't have worked yeah if you if they were missing like say like two or three or if even if you just had your big, I would say, like your big three. Like if you had Hero or four, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. If you had like Petrelli, Hero, you know, Claire, and I'm trying to think of who else you could have. But like if you had like those main guys and girls from the first four, then you kill or killed off or whatever you wanted to do with you know the other not so big names. Perfect. But what they do, they brought back like the B and C list characters. Yeah. And the problem is like they also teed it up for for a second season mm-hmm. because they they never say who the twins' father is, Claire whoever Claire Bennett had the kids with. Yeah. Uh, but the end of the the season is like, "Oh, your father's coming and nothing can stop him." Like Yeah. It would have been so Oh god, if they made him Siler, that would have been dumb as hell. Oh yeah. Well, what's weird is if you look up the names of the kids, mm-hmm. it's Tommy and Melina, right? Right. And it says Tommy Clark is the boy. Right. And Melina Bennett. Yeah, because so, so Tommy was adopted yeah. by Hiro Nakamura, raises him as like his son with yeah. his mom. And because Tommy also takes his power. Yeah. And that was another thing. Like the show starts off with Tommy with this ability to create basically black holes. Yeah. And then it turns out, oh, it was just Hero's power this whole time. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it, it just, there was a video game thing. Like, one character could create video games. Like, it was just, oh my god, it was so bad. Again, that's the problem with a show like this, where you have, I mean, you must have had, I don't know, 50 different characters with powers, mm-hmm. if not more. 
Like, how many powers can you really have? You know? Yeah. And, like, the, one of the interesting things was Zachary... I didn't have, like, a condiment man. I know, right? <laughs> condiment king. Yeah. But, yeah, I, one thing I did like was Zachary Levi and his wife were... Because now they're called Evos, though. Yeah. And they were Evo hunters. Yeah. Because I think their son or something was killed by an Evo. And Luke actually develops powers, and his wife's, like, ready to kill him. Mm-hmm. So, like, something like that was way more interesting. But yeah. it just... God, it was so bad. But yeah, I'm gonna give it a two because I don't. E- I don't even remember it. Yeah. Like here, Heroes season one, I could do line for line. Seasons two, three, and four, like I can, I still know, and yeah. I still know well enough to have, obviously have a 45 minute conversation about <laughs> it. But Heroes Reborn I could not tell you. Like yeah. I know the basics, but it it was and Tim Kring, the creator, came back for it. Yeah. He wrote the first episode, and oh god, like. What happens? We'll yeah, never know. Th- this was basically just. I'm so sad. Kill the super people or evolved humans, the Evos. The Evos, yeah. That that's all. This it was. turned into X Men. Yeah, and not in a good way. Because it was basically it was there was a terrorist attack, a bombing, mm-hmm. and the government was like, it was the Evos. Uh, at first, like people are all like, yeah, Evos are cool. Like they showed yeah. that in season. I want to say it was season. Two three villains mm-hmm. where Peter goes into the future when the uh, the serum was made available yeah. and like the rich ha- all have powers and stuff and everybody's like yeah but then like all the poor people are like no yeah yeah but Makes uh, sense. what a shame yeah but overall if you like comic books if you like all that stuff Heroes season one is the season to watch, watch and highly highly recommend yeah but that is going to wrap us up for tonight. As always, if you guys are looking for more of our content, you can go to our website, themisfitfaction.com. You can also find us on all the social media. we got Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all those things. Just type in The Misfit Faction or Multiverse Fancast. Odds are you'll find some of our stuff. But we want to thank Ronnie and his creepy van for coming over tonight to get this done. Anytime, sunshine. Please don't. My neighbors are talking. <laughs> <laughs> Spring candy. <laughs> That's going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. And we'll be back in a flash. See ya.